So good, isn't it? The most famous parable of the Lord, probably the most often quoted and arguably the greatest story ever told, that of the prodigal son. Each time we hear it, when we come to Mass, we're invited to ask ourselves, what about us? Why are we here? Why have we come back to the Father's house? Like the younger son, we're sinners, but we come back. Why? Like those party-goers, we see the abundant feast, and we're invited to it, but, but why? And like the elder son, we know of the commands of the Lord, as challenging as they can be at times, but why? Now, oceans of ink have been poured out describing this parable, but I've tried to limit myself to to three points for you today. We come back to the Father's house, I propose, because we've experienced, one, his abundant mercy, two, this limitless banquet, and three, a love of his law. First, the abundant mercy. Pope Francis famously said that the church is to be a museum, is not a museum for saints, but instead is a hospital for sinners. And that's right. We acknowledge our sins at the beginning of each and every Mass. It almost can seem too easy to slide right into it. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Yes, that abundant mercy. And we look to the younger son who in the beginning of the passage so selfish, so reckless, so foolish, wasting his father's money on a life of dissipation, it says. But then, once the light bulb goes off, he's so humble and so honest. He prepares that speech, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I do not deserve to be called your son. And with speech prepared, he sets out on his way. And this is where we see that abundant mercy, right? Because as he's making his way, still a long distance off, his father spots him. He's out seeking him. And he runs to him. Right there, we see the abundance of the mercy. Because all other religions of the world are man seeking God. Christianity is God seeking man. God is going out looking for us, for you and I. And he spots him and runs to him, though no first century elder would be caught running. He runs to him to embrace him. I got to see that this week. A gentleman we'll call Tom had been away from the church for literally for literally for decades, but he just got a diagnosis that was terminal. He's sick. He's very sick. And he called for the church, the church in which he had been raised, because in his words, he wanted to get right with the Lord. Just like the prodigal son, he didn't have to get into every detail of his prepared speech. He just had to make that one step just reaching out. 
And I got to be in the position of the Father to run to him, to embrace him. I didn't run. I got in my car and went to him. But I went to him in order to share that love, that abundant mercy. And with the abundant mercy, we come to the limitless banquet. It says in the gospel, after embracing him, after the ring on his finger, the sandals on his feet, and the robe on his back, the father has them kill the fattened calf. We don't come here to eat the flesh of a cow, but instead that of a lamb. The lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, who is, who is offered here. We come to this banquet where there is music and dancing, they say, in the Father's house, how much like the Catholic liturgy. All those sitting and standing and kneeling, all the gestures, all the processions within the church and without. And who's there? Who is in the midst of that, that dancing in the Father's house? We don't know. It's so impromptu, it, it seems to imply that it's, yes, both the members of the household, the family, but also the servants. All are invited to come to this banquet. <laughs> but we have to look at the, the sad older brother, don't we? The older brother who stays outside from the banquet. We don't know why. Perhaps it was that he saw the dance was frivolous. Perhaps the music was not to his taste. Most likely because he didn't like who was on the guest list. He saw problems that were there, most particularly the one closest to him, his, his own brother. And yet we come here to the Father's house aware, aware of the limitless banquet that is poured out for us. And then finally, we come to the Father's house because we have a love of his law. Now that one can sound a little strange to us, but it's true. The younger son tried going the other way, tried a, a lawless life, ended up coveting the, the food of the pigs. And the older son, sadly, he was even worse. Yes, he followed the law, it's true, but out of a sense of sheer obligation, perhaps even out of fear. He, he shows that hand, doesn't he, when he says to the father who's trying to invite him back into the household and back into the banquet, he says, all these years I have slaved for you. Now, the action of a slave is not one that's done out of love, but obligation. We are here because we love him. We love the logos, the word, the, the law that he shares with us. And because we are come in response to that love that prompts him to seek us out. Want another sign of it? A sign of our, our love of his law? Look to how many of those kids this week had smiles on their faces as they got to go back to school. 
how many of them were happy to return. Yes, of course, there's more rules and regulations, responsibilities. There's the reading, the writing, the arithmetic. There's the science, the soccer, and the study halls. But, but when they're honest, they know they thrive in it. When they learn what is, what is good, what is, leads them into truth, when, when there's insights that come off, they can't help but rejoice in it because they experience their freedom that comes from wisdom. And we likewise, we come here, we come here for his freedom, aware of his mercy, invited to his banquet in love of his law, for we were dead but are alive again. We were lost, but have been found.